calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome, citizens, to Liberty Tales from the Tower. As your media director, it is my privilege to inform you that the following stories will contain content some listeners will certainly find disturbing. We'd like to start this night off with a quick thanks to our listeners, especially Dax Haverlack and Zach Israel, as it appears that Critical Research Season 2 was nominated for a Parsec Award. Thank you for your undying support. In other news, the Night Adventure and Entertainment Expo will be setting up for the first time since it was closed after a raid from the Civil Defense Force five years ago. Several changes have been made to the Expo's attractions, including updates to the Centrifugal Wonder and the Minecart Rail Express. Most importantly, the Department of Public Affairs and their Division of Interactive Media assures all parents that the Cave of Mirrors has been eliminated and all face painting prohibited following the dreadful string of disappearances five years ago. Citizens under the age of 16 will not be permitted in the park without parental oversight, and citizens must line up to scan their mark prior to entry. The expo will run for eight nights and opens at sunset starting on the 17th. On the topic of recreational enjoyments, tonight's tale is about something a bit more illicit. Side Effects was written by Pacific S. Obadiah. So, remember, don't do drugs, kids. (laughs) My name is Livius. I'm a practitioner of medicine. This is log number 001 of Project Phaethon. Time is a drug that has been plaguing the streets of Atreus, and I plan on putting an end to it. That's the objective, the dream. 
I have done all of the secondhand research I can do with even a few trials, but I've hit a wall with my research. Despite my best efforts, we still have significant gaps in our understanding of how the active chemicals within tine affect the brain. Unfortunately, my limited atrium trials were too small in scope, and gave me only basic knowledge. If we want to make any progress against this drug, it is in our best interest to study its effects firsthand. Many long-time users of Tyne find themselves becoming disassociated with reality. As their dependency grows, they start to experience visual and auditory hallucinations of a distorted world. This often leads to individuals hurting themselves and blaming it as the consequence of their nightmarish visions. For a while, this was not a problem, as most sane individuals discontinued use after their first experience. However, less than savory individuals continue using the drug for its presented escapism and the feeling of numbness that can occur before and after the hallucinogenic state. But recent changes have been made in the drug's chemistry, strengthening its potency. Now the hallucinations come much more easily, are reportedly more intense, and last twice as long. It is this rapid jump in molecular design that has pushed me to go out and purchase time for myself. Of course, as any honest citizen would, I immediately reported the seller mere moments after purchasing said psychedelic, and have now securely contained my sample within my lab. Already, I have examined a sample under a microscope, and I must say that I am honestly concerned about injecting the vile black goo into my bloodstream. But as my preliminary research has shown, one-time users do not often retain negative side effects, and after as little as a month's time, their bodies were able to fully flush out the compound. I will be keeping my data pad on me at all times throughout my experience as to best document the effects the Tyne has on the mind. As a precaution... I have alerted a few fellow researchers to my intent, and despite their concern, they have decided to aid me should I need it. But I have already decided it is best to keep myself within my own apartment. There I should be safe from accidentally destroying any data at my lab, or harming myself or others through the abuse of medical equipment. To ensure everything goes as planned, I called in a few favors and put a temporary quarantine on my apartment unit which should keep me from being able to exit and will keep others from trying to come in. I will be beginning my test just after the sun sets tonight at 18.32 and will track the duration of the drug's effects and the condition of my mental state. If my estimates are correct, the drug should wear off within 8 to 10 hours, well before morning. If all goes to plan, I should be coming down from my high with ample time to recover, nap, and watch the sunrise. Hello, this is Livius, and this is Log 002 of Project Phaethon. I have arrived home, and the quarantine of my unit will begin in just a few minutes. Once the quarantine begins, I'll inject myself with a standard dosage of Tyne. I have already prepared myself by donning comfortable clothes, as well as prepping a clean needle to inject myself with. I have all but childproofed my apartment, ensuring I do not inflict any lasting damage on myself or others while under the influence of the drug. I will be administering 7.5 milliliters directly into my bloodstream through the median cubital vein. While an injection yields an almost immediate altered state, my studies have shown that the more severe side effects onset after approximately 30 minutes. I do not know how quickly the adverse side effects will begin for this new strain, though, and thus I will be keeping my recorder on to measure the real time until my high kicks in.
quarantine procedure has begun right on time. Administering in three, two, one. All right, the dose of time has been administered. It is currently 32 minutes past 1800 hours. Immediately after injection, I am feeling no symptoms typically associated with the drug, nor do I feel lightheaded. To further examine my initial state, I am going to my bathroom to glance the mirror. Typically, reflections are the first place subtleties and hallucinations begin to show. Hmm. So far, no changes in my reflections, subtle or overt. Perhaps this strain of time is not so different from its predecessor after all. I'm beginning to wonder if... What the? Hold on a moment. Hello? Who's there? This unit is currently under quarantine. You cannot come in. Please go away. You are not permitted within these premises. I'm now going to set the door to become transparent, just to make sure none of my neighbors are hurt. There's no one out there. Whether this was an auditory hallucination or someone in actual distress, I don't know. I am messaging a colleague of mine to check on my neighbors, though, just to ensure everyone is safe. Now, that minor distraction aside, and assuming that wasn't an hallucination, I still feel cognizant, and I believe my perception of reality to be currently unchanged. For the next half hour, I will be doing a series of cognition tests and recording my observations. See Log 003 for these tests. Hello once again, my name is Livius, and this is Log 004 of Project Phaethon. I have completed my cognition tests and recorded no observable differences between my tests a few moments ago and similar tests I conducted in my lab earlier this week. I am starting to grow slightly concerned now that the time has been in my bloodstream for around an hour and I still haven't observed any hallucinations, especially knowing that I'm using what is rumored to be a much more powerful strain. I suppose only time will tell, though. Still, uh, I have decided to check my reflection in the mirror again to see if there are any irregularities. No, there are still no notable differences. I look and feel the same as I did before. In fact, I haven't even felt the numbness typically associated with the oncoming high of time. I would wonder if the vial I got was a fake if I hadn't already examined the compound in my lab and proved it to be of 100% purity. It is odd, though, that something manufactured and distributed at such a high cost is seemingly so... disappointing. I will continue to log my experience as I progress with Tyne, but I'm beginning to think that... By the Archon, why is my door open? Hello? If you're in here, you really shouldn't be! Hold on. I need to message Cornelius to let him know there's been an intrusion. Please come to my apartment. My door is ajar. I worry that someone may have gotten in. What do you mean? No, that can't be right. I I'm looking at my door right now. It's wide open, unless perhaps... Hello? 
Is someone here? Please take whatever it is you want and leave. I advise you not to be here in the next few minutes. I cannot be held accountable for whatever may happen. Hello? Can you hear me? Wait, no, I, I don't understand. I'm beginning to fear that perhaps I'm starting to have auditory hallucinations. I walked near my kitchen where I'd heard a clang, and, and now it's seeming that everything in my kitchen remains unmoved. I will be pausing my log for a moment to review this recording. This is log 005 of Project Phaethon. After reviewing my previously recorded log, I heard a loud clang coming from my kitchen, a sound I had believed to be an hallucination. This misalignment of facts is becoming worrisome. I do not know how it is possible for both myself and my data pad to hear the sound originate in the kitchen, but finding no source of the sound. Just in case there's something I'm not seeing, I've decided to take a few photos of my kitchen in its current state. Hopefully, reviewing these photos later will help me identify the cause. For now, I'm going back to my couch. Now that I suspect my mental state may be beginning to deteriorate, I've decided that this would be a nice time to do some more cognitive tests. You'll find these tests in Log 6. Log number 007 of the Phaethon Project. This is Livius. I am now three hours into my experience with Tyne and have still felt no distinct changes in my cognitive functions. Looking in the mirror proved that visually I am unimpaired. My most recent cognitive test showed no adverse scoring, and most of all, I feel calm and collected. Typically, in my Tyne cases, subjects became quite agitated a few hours into their high. Again, my level of clarity is worrisome. This far along, I shouldn't be as reasonable and calm as I am. I have reached out to my colleague, Cornelius, in hopes that he might be able to check up on me. Quite honestly. By the Archon! My kitchen! Help! There's a fire in here! Somebody! Help! No one's coming for you, Livius. Hello? Someone! Please, get me out of here! No, no. No, no, no. This isn't working. Maybe if I... I am filling a trash can with water. I just need to sit down for a moment. What was I doing? Why is the faucet on? Odd. I suppose I might as well look in the mirror. Hmm. Everything still seems unchanged. I am, however, beginning to feel a general mind fog consume me. Perhaps I should relax for the rest of the night. This was more... Hey! What are you doing here? Get out! I don't care! Get out! Hurry! I could kill you! Don't you understand? Out! Out! My name is Livius. This is Log 013 of the Phaethon Project. This trial is now nearing the eighth hour of experimentation. I have been unable to make any contact with Cornelius or the local officers. Furthermore, my apartment is still quarantined, and my hallucinations reached an all-time high recently when I found my hand snared by a small male silhouette who was hunched over my kitchen floor. After its maw had swallowed most of my hand, I felt a searing pain and and that my hand was wedged inside of my oven. 
This left burn marks all across my right hand. After the pain, I possessed a moment of clarity and was able to properly bandage and address my wounds, so hopefully I will not succumb to infection. I am now extremely worried about my condition and am trying to seek immediate medical attention so I may at least be safe from harming myself again, but as I said, it's to no avail, it seems, as part of the quarantine. My communications have been cut off. In a typical situation, this would be ideal, as it keeps the quarantined individuals from falling into or spreading mass hysteria. But as I am the only one who could lift the quarantine by contacting a guardsman, this has become a significant problem. Or at least it was until I sat down a moment ago and realized that my front door is wide open. And upon reflection, I realize it's been open quite some time. I fear this, too, may be an hallucination, but I have no other resort than to trust my perceptions and hope that by escaping my apartment, I'll be able to send a message and get the help I require. So, here goes nothing. I'm walking through the doorway now, and I'm fine. I didn't abruptly run into any door or anything. In the hallway, it seems no one is out and everyone's door is closed, which makes sense as it's only... 2615. So I reckon most people are asleep, and I plan on keeping it that way. I won't do anyone any favors by starting a riot. Just have to go down the hall and. This doesn't add to eight. Why am I disconnected from the network? I can't go any higher. I'm on the top floor, but. I can go to the basement. There must be a terminal down there where I can contact someone outside the building. Yes. All right. I'm in the basement, and so far there's not much to see aside from water pipes and wires. A terrible combination when you think about it. But that's not the point. I believe if I can get into the maintenance office for this building, they will likely have a way to call out from there. The only problem now is finding the office in this labyrinth of hallways. Now I understand why the maintenance personnel spend so many months studying blueprints. I suppose I should start by going forward. Odd. I didn't think there would be anyone down here. I suppose I just assumed everyone would be asleep. Hey! Can you help me? I'm rather lost down here. I'm looking for the quickest route to the maintenance office. Sir? Hello? I believe his name. You're one of them. Stand back! Don't come near me! I know you got your filthy rat! Back away! I will kill you! I'll, I'll... I'm prepared to use this! Just step away slowly! That's right! Just stay there, and nobody gets hurt. I can't can't believe it. I was able to reason with the silhouetted man. Some horrid product of my drug state, perhaps. But so real. Last time I had an encounter with a silhouette, 
I was met with only unintelligible aggression. But this specific specimen seemed to understand me and even complied with my requests. I worry, though, that something terrible has gone rampant in my apartment building. I live with decent citizens. I wouldn't want to see any of them harmed by these other beings. Oh, God. What if they're Frenchers? I just hope everyone stays inside until I can call local officers and get this all figured out. They should be able to put a stop to this mess. <sighs> the maintenance office. Well, that's quite unfortunate. Much better. Now, where were we? Uh, I need to find a smart service. I wonder if... Uh, never, never mind. Focus, focus, focus. There has to be an interface in here somewhere. Oh, sorry. How unfortunate. Um, uh, Log, this is Livius. What I'm seeing is a tragic sight before me. Slumped against the wall is the body of Cornelius. He's been disemboweled, and from the looks of it, died an excruciating death. I'm sure the silhouettes are to blame for this. I'm so sorry, friend. Liv... Livius. You're alive? Cornelius, what happened? Can I help you? Finish... <coughs> what you started. Of course, my friend. I do this as a mercy. Bastard. <laughs> Cornelius, what do you inject me with? I suppose it doesn't matter now. Such a close colleague turned against me. This doesn't add to eight. Why would he do this? We were friends. We grew up as neighbors. Why would he? No matter. At least I should be able to connect to the outside with Cornelius's data pad. Aha! We'll have no more of that. I wonder what else Cornelius has hidden from me. Ah, <laughs> uh, Cornelius, you really thought you could inject me with engineered tide? Such a dose atop my current state could have debilitated me indefinitely. You must have known that. Either way, I must make it back to my unit. If even a little of the engineered time entered my bloodstream, it'll ruin my entire experiment. I must get back to my unit at once, I... How, how did you come to be in this condition? The apartment first. Another one of Cornelius's subjects. This time I can't allow you to live. Live. Live can't. Lock number zero two two. Archon, why have I been forsaken? I was analyzing Cornelius's compound in an attempt to counter any additional side effects that might have occurred. The compound was in fact a counter to Tyne's effects. It was a preliminary antidote Cornelius and I had been, had been working on. It seems Cornelius was trying to stop me. It is in this moment of clarity that I ask for forgiveness. Uh, 
I'm, I'm afraid to say that 31 hours have elapsed since I first injected myself with time. It seems this particular strain does not dissipate the blood, but rather multiplies much like a virus. <laughs> I fear that this may be the last time that I am fully, perhaps only partially conscious of my actions. I cannot trust my perception anymore. And after suffering such vivid atrocities, I blinded myself in a fit of rage to keep myself grounded in the real world I've resorted to self-mutilation. This unfortunately ceased to work after 18 hours. It's still, I am tortured with auditory and physical hallucinations. I can hear and feel shadows slithering around me, biting at my arms. Even now, I set water to boil. With its aid, perhaps I can deafen the false screams surrounding me, as my ears are now more an enemy than aid. <laughs> it seems every few hours I hear more officers pounding on the door. And yet each time I make my way to the door, I am greeted by nobody. I don't know how much longer I can continue this tortured existence. I just hope this log makes it into the right hands. And Project Phaethon may live on through another talented mind. And I have corrupted my own. Sir, please. We're here to help you. Although I know what I hear and feel are hallucinations, I am equipped with the wrench I found in the basement. It is my hope that I can beat my hallucinations into silence. With that, I end this log. I'm coming! <laughs> no! Die, rat! Thank you for listening to the Liberty Podcast, Tales from the Tower. Side Effects was written and produced by Pacific S. Obadiah, co-produced by Travis Vengroff and mixed by Brandon Strader. Side Effects was read for us by Russell Gold and features additional voices by Sean Francis, Caitlin Statz, and Pacific S. Obadiah. For more works by Pacific, please check out the Creepy Podcast and Lake Clarity. Links are in the show notes. If you have enjoyed listening to this episode, please consider supporting us on Patreon or by liking and reviewing our show on iTunes. This broadcast is a product of Fool and Scholar Productions. This production is copyrighted 2017 by John Dossinger Publishing and Liberty is a trademark of Travis Vengroff. Thank you for listening and may the Archon watch over you. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.